Hey guys, welcome to Learn Feng Shui, where you'll learn Feng Shui from a classical point of view, taking out the myth and superstition. If you like weekly tips as well as fun folklore tales, you'll enjoy learning Feng Shui with me. Welcome to Learn Feng Shui. Today we're going to be covering the full moon, Maybon, and the mid-autumn festival, as well as rituals you can do to celebrate the harvest season. Hey guys, so when I was thinking about my theme for the day, I really wanted to talk about the Mid-Autumn Festival that they celebrate in China and different Southeast Asian countries. And so um, when thinking of that, I was like, how can I incorporate the moon into my tips? You know, how can I incorporate my feng shui tips into that? And so I'm veering off of feng shui just a tad bit. And I wanted to just kind of talk about some rituals you can do um, this fall or this autumn equinox. You know, it doesn't have to specifically be the autumn equinox, but but how you can kind of honor um, that uh, time of the year in some different ways, you know, or maybe you want to do some things around your home to uh, welcome in this changing energy in the season we're coming into. So today we're going to talk about a few things you can do to honor the fall season. So um, pumpkins, pumpkins are a huge part of the fall season. You know, we do the pumpkin patch, we, you know, put pumpkins in our yard, we start collecting them for carving in October if it's not too hot outside, and then we put those little faux pumpkins out. So you guys may not know this, but if you're doing this, this is actually a big symbol of um, health. And so the gourd in Asian cultures, um, or the, what is called a calabash, um, it actually, you know, symbolizes health and sometimes they're, you know, hollowed out and used uh, to, you know, in people's rooms or whatever. If you want to, you know, improve somebody's health, they said you can put a calabash by their bed or a gourd by their bed. And so instead of using just a calabash, you're definitely welcome to put pumpkins out and kind of think of that as a symbol of good health, especially in these times right now, these trying times we're in, you know, all this craziness going on, you know, try setting out you know, a, a small pumpkin display for, uh, and then kind of put that intention into it and just kind of think, you know, this symbolizes the, you know, the health of my family. Another big thing that people do in the fall that's not generally thought of as a ritual is apple picking. And so apple picking is actually, I mean, here from learnreligions.com, it says that, of course, apples are a symbol of the divine and apple trees are representative of wisdom and guidance. And an apple ritual will allow you time to thank the gods for their bounty and blessings and to enjoy the magic um, of the earth before the winds of winter blow through. And so of course, apple is a huge, um, fall harvest. And so, um, maybe go apple picking with the kids, with the family, have a little day apple picking one day, or, you know, do something where you're gathering of the, the fruit. Um, I don't have apple, an apple tree, and I don't think that, um, our apple orchard is still do allowing apple picking. <laughs> and so um, what I'm going to do is just harvest the acorns off my tree. Uh, I get way too many of them. And, you know, I'm going to put them in a bowl to kind of symbolize the harvest. So again, coming back to the, the tradition of Maybon or the observance of Maybon, which is just the autumn equinox um, in a you know pagan term, the pagan will of the year. It, marks it as Maybon. Um, it's traditionally a time of balance, it says. After all, it's one of the two times each year that has equal amounts of daytime and nighttime. Because of this, for many people, it's a time of high energy. 
there's a bit of sometimes a feeling of restlessness in the air in a sense that something might be a bit off. So if you feel off a bit spiritually, they recommend here to do a simple meditation to restore balance into your life. I think that's a very good point. Um, Just do a simple meditation of, you know, feeling that balance. We are coming into a month where the energy is a little bit strange. You know, I addressed that in the um, monthly energies. It's definitely a repeat of 2017. Um, But again, the rooster is the... um, element of metal you know it's the element of metal a yin metal um it again i would say (laughs) that i think when you have too much metal um and of course if you're a water person this really mixes and it can create a lot of emotion so if you have a lot of water or a lot of metal um in your in your Chinese astrology chart, then um, you may notice you'll you'll feel this way. And so just kind of grounding a bit. Um, the weather should be cooling down pretty soon. I know here in the south, the nights um, around the t- mid, uh, you know, around, right around that midway point in that um, equinox, we usually get the cooler evenings. So it's definitely a time where you could go out and sit out in the evenings, maybe ground a little bit and it won't be so hot. This website also suggests to do a gratitude ritual. And I thought this was really good. I mean, we usually associate Thanksgiving as a time of that gratitude, you know, that that bountiful harvest that we have, you know, the big meal that we celebrate or gathering of friends and family. But, you know, we can kind of have that feeling throughout the whole season. And so you may just, you know, sit for a while and think of some things you're grateful for, maybe list them out or kind of write them out and, you know, have a gratitude board or a gratitude journal, or maybe somewhere you put that throughout the day. So you can kind of look at that and remember to be grateful. Um, we do have to remember when we're not grateful for what we have, the universe doesn't have a chance to give us more. My next two tips kind of go hand in hand. Another thing you can do is take a nature walk. This is my prescription to you. I love being outside in the fall because the cooler weather, you know, lets us go outside a little bit earlier. Um, you know, we can go outside, you know, during that daylight cool time. So September, the temperatures start dropping around here at least in the evenings, (laughs) the rest of the time is, you know, hundred degrees still in the daytime. But, um, that also brings me to the next point, being outside, create a bonfire, a bonfire, of course, is a, you know, a way to honor the ending of the season of fire. We're coming out of the season of summer, which, you know, is a fire uh, season. So one way to kind of honor this ending is to just create a big bonfire, you know, throw your piles of leaves in there that you don't need and create a nice little bonfire in honor of the ending of the fire season. And my final tip for the fall season would be to do some deep cleaning. So do some deep cleaning, spend some time before you put out any fall decorations. You know, it's again, it's a time of year. I've noticed crap falling off my tree in my front yard. I have uh, two different trees and one of them, of course, is oak and there's little acorns coming off of it. And so, you know, cleaning up your yard, tidying up the space around you, clearing away some of those dry leaves from your front porch, you know, but also the inside stuff to be mindful and do some quote unquote like spring cleaning and get rid of some stuff you're not using and just do a deep cleaning of some of the closets in your, in your home and, you know, get ready for the upcoming holiday season. 
more on Maybon from worldhistory.org. Um, Maybon celebrates the autumn equinox through Thanksgiving and reflection on what one has gained and lost over the year. The name is a modern day creation coined as recently as 1970s uh, by the Wiccan writer Adrian Kelly. But the practice of observing the autumn equinox is quite ancient. Sites such as Newgrange in Ireland, Stonehenge in Britain, Mayshow and Clavacarns in Scotland, and more elsewhere, all known to have been constructed through astronomical alignments. And of course, how often have we heard that, um, that, you know, these ancient megaliths and these ancient sites line up uh, precisely, if not very closely, to the equinoxes. So at Low Crew at a 5,000-year-old megalith Carn in Boyne Valley, Ireland, the autumn equinox illuminates the inside chamber's backstone with uncanny precision. It was once thought that this Carn, like other megalith uh, monuments mentioned was purposely built as a part of an ancient ritual celebrations, including Mabon. So a Karn, I had to look this up. I didn't know what this word was. It's spelled T-A-I-R-N. Um, it is just a, literally a, a stacking of, of rocks. And so I think most people understand, like you've seen like the little Zen stacked rocks, you know, where you kind of balance those rocks out, right? Like I think when most people think feng shui, they think of the little balancing rocks. <laughs> Sometimes the pictures I pull up, uh, you know, the stock photos I pull up for feng shui have the little balance rocks. <laughs> so it's literally just, but it's it's used with giant stones, megalithic stones, and they're either stacked um, or they're, you know, where they're balanced or they're just stacked in mounds or hills. And some of them are pretty small where they're, you know, maybe up to your knees. And some of them are quite huge where they look like um, literally a little mountain or a hill. Um, so Maybon ritual focus on the loss of the goddess who goes to the underworld in the autumn, but will return in the spring. Although this motif is best known through the story of Persephone and Demeter from ancient Greece, Almost every ancient civilization had a story involving a god or goddess who goes down to the underworld and later returns to bring life and prosperity to humanity. That does sound familiar, right? <laughs> In the Celtic belief, the fertility gods or Nunos went to the underworld at or around the time of Avon and returned to the earth at Ostra or Beltane as the green man. Sir Nunos was among the most popular of the Celtic deities, especially in Ireland, where his followers posed the greatest challenge to early Christian missionaries. And um, just as a kind of a side note, we all know that it means very, you know, well known that the Christian uh, holidays were centered around um, this, also the wheel of the year, um, just to incorporate. And I think to make it easier when they were trying to convert. Um, this also makes me think if you have not watched the show Outlander on um, on Netflix, you should go watch that. Um, uh, the premises that um, the main character falls into one of these megalithic monuments and goes back in time. Uh, very entertaining. And from ChinaHighlights.com, eight things you might not know about the Chinese Mid-Autumn Festival. China's Mid-Autumn Festival is the second most important traditional festival in China, but it is less well known than the Lunar New Year overseas. So let's discover more about the Mid-Autumn Festival origins and customs. One, the Harvest Moon Obsession. Reunion and Expectation, it says. Since ancient times, there have been many legends about the moon in China. 
For the Chinese, the Muda symbolizes being holy, pure, and noble. Over tens of thousands of poems describing the moon have been recorded. The moon's round shape also corresponds to the cyclical concept of Taoism, like the eight diagrams. That is why the Chinese people are fixated on the moon and view round shapes as representing perfection. So I'll just add that the eight diagrams also translates to the eight trigrams or the eight different um, sectors or directions, you know, within a, a space. And um, one thing I learned about the moon and the full, especially a full moon, is that it um, it's feng shui. They look at the full moon as symbolizing like a completeness. Number two, luxury mooncakes. So when people mention China's Mid-Autumn Festival, the first image you may conjure up is a image of mooncake. So Chinese mooncakes not only have a long history of numerous flavors, in addition to traditional fillings, such as lotus root, melon seed, and other fruits, there are some bizarre recipes such as chocolate spicy beef filling, leek filling, and fermented bean curds. Um, with different packaging, the mooncakes range in price from a few dozen dollars to a few thousand dollars even though a normal mooncake costs is pretty cheap these high-end mooncakes have become luxurious presents between bureaucrats over the past few years and i thought it was pretty cool when we went to singapore in 2018 we went um, around the end of august actually about this time of year right now and um i thought it was really cute that the starbucks had mooncakes at the time i didn't really know uh, what they were for what they were used for and i always kicked myself for not getting the starbucks mooncakes number three there's a travel peak so it's one of the second most important traditional festivals in china so it says here the crowds traveling during the mid-autumn festival should not be underestimated Although they can't compare to the travel rush during the spring festival, the largest, which is actually the largest migration in the world. In 2008, the Mid-Autumn Festival was approved as a statutory holiday and people were granted three-day holidays. And so it says most people choose to go home for the reunion or they travel which um, does stress the transporting system. It says if you have no intention of experiencing millions of people on the move in China, then you should avoid the holiday when you plan your tour. It's not unusual to end up sitting in a car all day on a highway during this holiday in China. So traditionally, it is you know expected that you get a red envelope, just like you get for Lunar New Year. And um, here it says that number four, they are actually doing an app called WeChat Red Envelopes rather than um, just giving the traditional envelope. So the WeChat Red Envelope is just a way of sending uh, money, you know, um, digitally. So it says, are you sending cards or making phone calls during the holidays? Then you are out of touch. The most popular greeting nowadays in China is the WeChat Red Envelope, which is a mobile application allowing users to send or receive money online. So during the Mid-Autumn Festival Gala on CCTV, viewers are invited to shake their smartphones for a chance to win, uh, win red envelopes. People usually attach a few words as a greeting when they send their envelope. And in addition, Chinese people prefer red envelopes containing the numbers six or eight. So they want multiples of six or eight. So here it says that if you send 666 uh, yen or yon, I don't know. I'm not sure what the, the, the Chinese currency is. But it says if you send $666, um, then it is considered to be very lucky. And um, 888 means that you hope somebody a good fortune. Um, 
um, the number eight is pretty popular. Um, so if you want to send somebody some money during this time, it's multiples of six or eight. So the fifth thing you may not know is that it is a big matchmaking time. So it says here that many urban parks in China have a matchmaking corner. So visitors can be seen in the hundreds, sometimes thousands. Older parents and pensioners can gather here and they are there to exchange information about their children who are still unmarried, hoping them to find an ideal spouse. So in China, many people or women are considered to be you know, left over if they're not married by 25 and a man can consider this by 30. So their parents desire to see them get married and the three-day vacation of the Mid Autumn Festival is a good chance to have them set up a blind date at the parents' request. So um, that's a little bit of a cultural difference between here in the West and in the East is that we don't really, um, you know, rush, I don't think, to get married. Um, so, you know, this is just a little bit of a cultural difference, but I will say, um, you might take this chance, you know, just the thought of, um, again, just kind of that intention you're setting for yourself, uh, for the fall season. If your choice is to, um, get married, you want to find an ideal partner, maybe you can let somebody set you up and that's a, another way you can kind of celebrate this fall season. So number six, family dinners can be difficult to find a restaurant to eat at. So the Mid-Autumn Festival carries themes of reunification and strengthening of family relationships. So family dinner is very important, just like the reunion dinners at the Spring Festival. So a traditional dinner in China normally means several hours of preparation. And because of this, um, and it only being a three-day holiday, People don't really like to cook at home, but rather book uh, at a restaurant. So to save time and spend more time with their family, they usually will have to book right after the spring festival. So it says um, some of the lesser known restaurants, uh, you know, a month or two in advance, but some of the very popular restaurants, um, they do require reservations uh, made in February. So there's a lot of legends that go around explaining the moon festival or this mid-autumn festival. Um, so number seven is mid-autumn legends. You might not know that there's many different interesting stories um, explain the origins of this festival. And there's three really widespread ones, but the most accepted one is the story of Chang'e and Hu Yi. Um, so the legend goes that long ago, there was a beautiful lady, Chang'e, who, whose husband was a brave archer, Hu Yi. But one day she drank a bottle of elixir that made her immortal to honor her husband's instructions to keep it safe. Then she was separated from her beloved husband, floating up into the sky and finally landing on a moon where she lives to this day. So there's historic origins for mooncakes. Uh, this is number eight. The Chinese have celebrated the harvest during the autumn moon since the Shang dynasty, which was about 1600 to 1046 BC, but it started to gain popularity during the Tang dynasty. Well, their tradition of eating mooncakes uh, during the festival began in the Yuan dynasty. And um, the one of the first emperors of the Ming dynasty started an uprising using these mooncakes. To support the podcast, be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and share with your family and friends who you think may be interested, especially if you found this content useful. To learn more about feng shui and Chinese metaphysics, follow the link to the website below.